In Jesus' name, amen. This week being uh, All Saints Week as it is, I've been doing a little bit more thinking than I usually do about those saints in my life, those loved ones who I've lost and are now with Jesus. Uh, To be honest, I've been doing a little bit more thinking than I usually do about death. And as I thought about death this week, I I began to think about the first, first death in my life that I can remember. Uh, it was my grandmother, and she died when I was in fourth grade. I had lost people before then, grandparents, but hers was the first that still sticks in my mind. And I, I can remember finding out about her death as a fourth grader almost like it was yesterday. As I thought about it, I thought how strange it was that that memory sticks out to me so well. I, I can remember sitting on the couch with my brothers. I remember We found out on a Saturday, and I I remember that because the the Saturday morning cartoons were playing in the background. I remember sitting there and looking down the hall and and seeing my mom and dad standing next to each other, and I remember that they looked sad. I remember they sat down next to us on the couch, and there was silence. It must have been that someone hit the mute on the TV because the, the cartoons continued to play. I remember we sat there for a while until my dad was the one who broke the silence and gave us the news. Grandma had died. I remember being sad, but along with that sadness, I also remember a profound confusion. I, I didn't know if I was supposed to feel something. I, I didn't know how to act. I didn't know if there was something I should say. I, I, I didn't know what to do. And And so I remember after a little while, I I grabbed the remote from my dad and I I turned back on the TV and resumed uh, watching the cartoons. And then I remember my dad looking at me and he had this confused look on his face, uh, maybe frustrated. And he said, you know, Peter, we're talking about your grandma here. She she died. Do you understand? And I remember I did as well as any fourth grader can. But as I think about it now and, and reflect on it today, what I didn't understand was how to mourn. Uh, No one had ever taught me that. It seems to me that there are some things that our modern educational system with all of its philosophies can do awfully well, and maybe you would argue with me on that, but uh, we can teach things today like math and science and reading and language, and we can do that fairly well, but but there are some gaps in our educational system, And, and some of those things are death and dying and mourning, and I don't know about you, but I know it's true for me and in the conversations I've I've had very few of us have learned, either in our homes or or in our schools, very few of us have learned very much about dying, and even fewer of us have learned properly how it is to mourn. As Christians, we haven't been taught that either. It, It seems to me that in our modern, antiseptic, 21st century world, death is somewhat of a taboo subject. It's something that we just don't talk about very often. A hundred years ago, people did, but but not today. And it's not because we're not interested in it or because we don't wonder about what is going to happen or, or where our loved ones are. It's, it's not because we don't have questions uh, about it. It's, it's just that it's often kept at an arm's length. Uh, 
I was preparing for a, a different sermon sometime back where I came across a list of the top 10 words that you don't talk about publicly at parties or social situations. And near the top, of course, were the things you would expect like politics and religion. But then slowly creeping up that list over the last 10 years has been death. And I believe now it's, it's in the top three things that we're not allowed to talk about anywhere Anytime. In fact, I also read that over 50% of married couples have never had a conversation about their end-of-life wishes. Uh, two people in the most intimate of relationships have never talked about one of the most intimate, intimate important parts of life. Do you, do you want to be cremated or, or buried in, in a casket? Do you want a big blowout funeral or a small family gathering? We just don't talk about these things anymore. And there are probably a lot of reasons uh, for that, but it seems to me that one of the main reasons is, is that death happens to be one of the most un-American of ideas. <laughs> and, I, and I say that because as Americans, 21st century Americans, we have certain values, don't we? There are certain things that are important to us, uh, some of which are things like youth and vitality and strength. We, we value youth and vitality and strength. And if you don't believe me, just go into any grocery store and look at all of the magazines and you will see a bunch of young, smiling faces at you. And death is the antithesis to all that. Death is what is supposed to happen when you're old and it's most certainly a, a sign of weakness. We, we value in this country knowledge and science and discovery. We're constantly pushing forward, trying to beat death back. And, and then when someone dies, it's, it's a reminder that there is still so much that science cannot solve, still so much knowledge that we don't know. In, in this world today, we tell ourselves that we can do anything we want. We can pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. And if we put a little bit of hard work, we can, we can conquer the world. And, and then when death comes, it's a reminder that there are still some things, the biggest thing, which is completely out of our control, no matter how hard we try, no matter how much we work to fight against it. We don't talk about death very much anymore. And, and because of that, we've created some problems for ourselves. Be, because of that, we, we start to believe all sorts of wild things about death. Even as Christians sometimes, I have heard Christians say things, I have said things as a Christian regarding death that are simply not true. Because we haven't been taught about it, we pick and choose from what we hear in the world around us. We, we think or we say things like, well, well, death is actually kind of good if you think about it. It's an important cog in, in the circle of life. Or, or we tell ourselves, trying to comfort ourselves when someone dies, that, that an angel gained a pair of wings. Sometimes we might think that when we die, we just cease to exist because that sounds better than living in this messed up world that we live in today. Or, or maybe we hear things about reincarnation and, and that sounds like fun. There are all sorts of ideas floating around about death, but none of those things I, I happen to list is true. <laughs> and so this week I, I was thinking for myself as the, uh, as the wise, mature, knowledgeable, faithful, fervent man of God that I am today, uh, as the, 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 the wise pastor standing before you, I thought, what is it, with all of this knowledge I've gained and all of my training all of the experience I have, what is it, as, as the pastor I am today, that I would like to share with fourth grade me? Uh, sitting on that couch in my pajamas, learning of my grandmother's death, confused and scared and wondering about how to mourn. What is it that I would like fourth grade me to know? And, and the first thing I, I realized that I would like to tell fourth grade me is that death 
is bad. It's really, really bad. It's not some key component in the circle of, of life. Death was never a part of God's Garden of Eden plan. He did not create us to die. Death only came about because of, because of sin, the sin to which we are all held captive to and of which we are all found guilty. Death, as Romans 6.23 puts it, the wages of sin is death. It's the punishment for the sin that entered the world. Death is bad. And so I would tell fourth grade me that it's okay to be sad. When you die, it's okay to be sad. Or someone dies, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to mourn. We, we know Jesus, when he lost his dear friend Lazarus, he cried because he recognized that that death was a really, really bad thing and it wasn't according to God's plan. The first thing I would like to tell fourth grade me is that death is bad and it's okay to be sad. Uh, but I think we can all agree that that wouldn't be enough. <laughs> uh, fourth grade me would need a little bit more to go on, a little bit more hope to have. And so I thought of three things, three prim- primary things in the midst of the sadness and the tears that come because of death. There are, are three practical pieces of advice that I would give, three things I would want to teach fourth grade me about Christian mourning and how it is we grieve as Christians. And, and the first thing I would want to tell uh, fourth grade me is, is that as Christians, and we're going to be sad, but we mourn with thanksgiving for the past. As Christians, we can look backwards into the lives of, of those whom we love and, and we give thanks for all that God did. We, we give thanks for births and baptisms and communions and weddings and homes or, or whatever else earthly gifts that God gave, all of the years that we got to be with them. We look backwards for thanksgiving and, and yet we can look even further backwards into the past to see all that God did through Jesus for those that we love. We can see that God loved our loved ones so much that he sent Jesus to, to live the perfect life that they couldn't live, to die the death that they couldn't die and to rise again so that one day they might live. That's what God did for us. That work is finished and completed. As Christians, we mourn with thanksgiving for the past. The second thing I would like to tell fourth grade me is, is that as Christians, we mourn with peace in the present. That we have this present tense peace, even as we grieve and mourn and cry, because we know that our loved ones who are in Christ are in a place called heaven. And there is a whole lot that we don't know about heaven, and it could be a sermon for another day, all of the misconceptions about that place that we call heaven. But what we do know about it is that it is a place of rest where our loved ones go and, and there is no more struggle, no more pain, no more hurt. It, it's a place where they are waiting with and for Jesus. It's a place that Jesus himself declares on the cross to be paradise. And knowing that our loved ones are resting and waiting with and for and, and, and are with Jesus in this place called paradise, that gives us peace in the present, knowing that their struggle is over. Uh, finally, as, as Christians, I would like to tell fourth grade me that, that we mourn with, with hope for the future. See, the truth is, as, as Christians, our biographies do not end uh, with the closing scene at a funeral home. The story doesn't finish with the casket closing. No, our, our stories continue because as Christians, there is so much more life to live. That's our hope, that 
that though we die, yet will we rise. Our hope is, as we say it so often in the creed, that we wait, we look for, we expect, we hope for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Our hope as Christians is that one day Jesus is going to come back here, raise the living and the dead, reunite body and soul, the body and soul that were torn apart at the moment of our death, and he will gather together his children into a kingdom that will have no end. As Christians, we mourn with hope for the future, that Jesus is going to finish the work that he started once and for all and bring in a kingdom with no more grieving, no more hurt, no more pain, no more sin, no more death. Uh, last week, uh, last week, one of my spiritual mentors died. Uh, he was a spiritual father figure to me, probably someone, a pastor and author who had more influence on my life as a pastor than anyone else. He was a man I just so happened to have never met in my life, um, but last week he died. His name was Eugene Peterson, and if you recognize that name at all, and maybe you don't, it's because he wrote a translation of the Bible called The Message, although he wrote many other things, and I would argue uh, many better things than just that one. But last week, Eugene Peterson died, an author and a pastor, and as I was scrolling through my phone, reading the news of his death, I was actually surprised by how sad I was over the death of a man I had never met, but then I remembered death is bad, and it's okay to be sad. But as I came to the end of the article, there were these amazing words that I heard. They were his dying words, the words that Eugene Peterson said from his hospice bed just moments before he passed away, and they were recorded by his son, who was there at the time. And and just before Eugene Peterson died, he said these two beautiful words. He said, let's go. Let's go, he said. I believe that Eugene Peterson said those words because he knew that his story was an ending, that he was going to be with Jesus, that there was so much more life to be lived even after this death that he was going through. Let's go, he said, because he had hope for the future, for an eternal future. Let's go. If I could tell three things to myself as a fourth grader sitting there on the couch, I would say that we mourn as Christians. We're going to be sad, but we have thanksgiving for the past, for all that God did. We have peace in the present for the rest and the paradise that our loved ones enjoy, and we have hope for the future, an eternal future. I think that would be an awfully good place to start. But as I thought about it, as I thought about where I would end with fourth grade me, I came across again those words that we heard in the Beatitudes this morning, those words of blessing to people who find themselves in so many difficult situations, situations of persecution, situations of poverty and hunger, situations where people are working towards things like mercy and peace, which is often thankless work, and God continues to bless them and encourage them. And And so I'd like to leave fourth grade me with these words of Jesus that you heard earlier, and I would like to leave them with you all today as as maybe you're grieving and mourning those saints in your life that are on your mind today. So, So listen again to these words of Jesus. As he said, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Brothers and sisters, our comfort and our blessing is found today Because everywhere we look as Christians, we see Jesus. We see a Savior. 
We see his past work once and for all completed on the cross. We see his present work as he gathers together those whom we love and as he holds us tight in the midst of our grief. We see the Jesus who's coming again. And praise be to him. In Jesus' name, amen.